0: S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout.
1: Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. How do you have that first conversation with your partner about swinging? This could be a big shock to your partner and it will impact your relationship either in a negative or a positive way. We are going to talk about the ways to bring up the topic, dive into those conversations, and discuss the importance of good communication. Welcome to Swinger University with Ed and Phoebe.
0: Well, how did we start the conversation?
1: Ours was really centered around podcasts. Oh, go figure. right. A little
0: on the nose. Yeah.
1: Ed was guilty. He was listening to podcasts. I didn't know really a whole lot of podcasts. And of course, Ed was listening to the sexy ones. And he was listening to a podcast called Sex is Fun. And they cover a wide range of topics. And one of them happened to be on Swinging. So he brought it up to me and said, oh, my gosh, I learned about this thing. Like, have you heard of this? What do you think? <laughs> That's when I shocked him. It's like, oh, yeah, I know about that. <laughs> I actually wanted to do that with my last boyfriend, but he said no. And years and years and years went by, and it just never came up. I got married again, and the topic never resurfaced. But when I was in my 20s, heck yeah, I was all about discovery, wanting to explore learn new relationship models. But then I just fell into the standard relationship model that most everybody has.
0: Yeah, good old-fashioned monogamy.
1: Yeah. So that opened the door. And then we never turned back.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we did a ton of listening to podcasts and a lot of self kind of discovery and and soul searching but that kind of came afterwards that first conversation is what we're really talking about today which is this is going to be a shocking thing you're you're springing something on a potential swinging partner maybe their mindset isn't there maybe they're not thinking about those kinds of things maybe they are thinking about those kinds of things but you're taking a big leap of faith that admitting that you're thinking about it isn't going to break that dynamic, isn't going to break that relationship.
1: Yeah, honestly, it's scarier than, than telling, giving any kind of bad news, a death in the family, you know, you're not partners going to leave you. Like, right. I mean, this has the potential of breaking your relationship.
0: It's really close to admitting infidelity.
1: Yes, and yes. some
0: people will think of it that way, so right. it's pretty scary. It's
1: it, it's risky.
0: It's it's risky. It's a risky it's move.
1: Risky. Which is why you know wh- how, how do how do you bring this up to your significant other? Right, this right. is one of the things that we we have as, as a question. Like, how do you, how do you bring
0: it up? I I tried to be a little slick about it and say, hey, I was listening to a podcast. It sounded <laughs> curious, right? Like it. <laughs> It played well because it was benign. It wasn't me yeah. thinking about it per se. Right. It was Whoa. a podcast that Wait. had mentioned it.
1: So did this really happen or did you just make that shit up? No, it did really happen. Oh, I was listening okay. to a
0: podcast. But okay. I had talked about swinging with a previous partner. Oh. It just never happened. right? And, and yeah. there were tons of issues in that relationship that really would have been bad. Yeah. Um, a lot of insecurities and a lot of issues. Right. So I knew you and I were in a really good place and felt fairly safe bringing it up.
1: Right. And ironically, we weren't even married. No. We so were the fact dating. that you felt safe and maybe that's because we didn't have anything to lose.
0: That was part of it. And and I I knew that we were experimenting. We were still learning about each other. And it was kind of in those formative weeks, months, Mm
1: -hmm. when we had
0: first gotten together, where it was kind of like, well, I I can either tear the Band-Aid off now or wait and see.
1: Yeah. And we had both been in sexless marriages for a period of time. Right. And we'd both said to ourselves, that's never never going to happen happen again. again. (laughs) So if this is going to be the person, then this is going to be the person. If it's not, then I'm moving on. Because we were... Dedicated to never going back to that and exploring that 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 type of pleasure in our lives and right. Owning it and desiring it and and having that. Yeah. And and some of this kind of plays into having a
0: good sense of what your partner likes and what they don't like and if they've got any kinks, you've probably had little hints that they might be leaning that direction mm-hmm. um your your wife for example had a roommate in college and you knew that they kind mm, of oh. you know, maybe dabbled a little bit with some extracurricular activities <laughs> or you know you heard about crazy frat parties or uh-huh. any number of things you know oh, yeah. hopefully some of that stuff has come out
1: you could call back up on those stories they're like remember that time in college when you and your girlfriend or you and your boyfriend did this kinky thing behind the bushes like right what you know do you miss those days would you ever want to go back to that like never what did about you it. like about it yeah do you ever masturbate See? to it oh
0: so having that kind of intuitive sense about your partner what they like or dislike some of that comes with knowing them for a long period of time and yes. and you've had some conversations or a few hot tub experiences with friends <laughs> right. that are kind of leaning you in that direction. <laughs> yes. But sometimes you don't. And we didn't. We didn't oh. have a long-standing relationship. We didn't have 20 years of marriage and a couple kids and all that kind of stuff. And I, I almost think that it was. There's the, it can't break because it's too solid and Mm -hmm. we've been together for too long. Or it's so new, if it does break, it's not that hard to start over. (laughs) Right. Not that I wanted to start (laughs) over, but.
1: Yeah. So, you know, ideally, you're going to have that good foundation of communication. You're going to have a nice, healthy sex life and a desire to spice things up. Right. That's kind of the ideal situation. Yeah. So, w- what would be your in to the conversation? We alluded to, you know, past experiences, right? College podcasts. days, podcasts, a couple examples we threw out there. Um, porn is a great conversation stimulator. Sure. You know, what kind of
0: porn do you guys like you... to watch together? Do you watch porn
1: together at all? Right. Do, do, why not? You know, what is that conversation? Well, you know, um, what do you like? Uh, everyone has their preferences, right? So, oh, uh, fantasies. Sure. Fantasies.
0: Yep. Have you had conversations about particular fantasies, maybe a bucket list or a uh-huh. things that you always wish you'd done, but you never did? So yes. if you've had those kinds of conversations with your partner and it's been things like, yeah, I've always wanted a threesome. Uh, that's obvious like that, like at that point you pretty much should just sign up for an event and go because it's pretty clear, but maybe it's more subtle. Maybe it's more like, I've always wondered what it'd be like to, you know, be with a stranger or have random Mm -hmm. sex, those kinds of things. You know, does she read romance novels that are, that deal with that kind of subject? Does he like to watch porn that deals with, you know, the best friend that comes over and,
1: And more and more people are making sex a priority in their life. They're carving out that time for them and their partner. People are building sex rooms in their homes and it's becoming a focus. They're taking adult vacations to get away. So you can go have that sexy time with your partner. It's not necessarily swinging. It's just fun and flirty and maybe it's a topless vacation, but it's, it's stimulating. It, it sparks those conversations, and it brings life back into your relationship. So even if you don't go all the way to being a full-on swinger, at least you're experiencing some new fun things about yourself and your partner.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting. One of the first signs that that I got from you was when we were walking through the mall, and both of us were kind of admiring the women in the mall. <laughs> And I knew at that point it was pretty safe to start talking about some of this stuff because you'd already said, hey, check her butt out to me, which which is a pretty good sign that I could talk about that and not get slapped kind right. of a thing, right?
1: Yes. And uh, sexy conversations with friends, too, right? Sometimes right. you've got those friendships where things kind of start to progress that way get a little spicy yeah and, and then you alluded to the whole hot tub thing where people find themselves in hot tubs we were just talking to some of our our good friends steamy romantics where they started out uh, just kind of doing these haphazard things you know it was it was a vanilla barbecue with friends They all landed in a hot tub. Some, you know, some magical fun happened that night. And then they wake up the next day and go, Oh, it wasn't that kind of stupid. (laughs) And they just move on. And then it happens again. And then it happens again. But they didn't have a label for it, right? Yeah. It was just kind of how they did their relationship.
0: We have heard that from quite a few couples. I wouldn't say a majority or or a minority, but it's been a handful of them that have talked about being in a hot tub with another couple and basically playing you know, random seat change kind of game. Yes. Where, where other partners end up sitting next to other partners and, you know, things happen. Things happen. Things, things happen come in up. hot tubs. <laughs> things come up. Yeah.
1: You could also talk about the turn ons and kinks. I think that we covered that a little bit already. Right. Um, and, and you can dive deeper into that. Ask about, you know, do you like to be watched? Right. Or do you like, to? do you only like to be a voyeur? Right. So, yeah, do
0: go. do you have fantasies about public sex? Does your yes. partner talk about doing sex in risky places? It's a good sign that they might actually like to be at a party and be watched having sex with you, which uh-huh. is perfectly perfectly good segue into trying out the lifestyle.
1: Yeah, and and you know, maybe, maybe you're walking down the street in the morning. You're taking a walk. It's a nice spring day. This is what always happened to me in this particular neighborhood. I would always like to take my walk in the morning in this particular neighborhood because there is a few neighbors that were very frisky in the morning and it's quiet in the morning. And so the, the sound really carries through those open windows. And so as I'm walking, I conveniently, you know, bend down to tie my shoes or, take a water break at these particular houses along the way, because why? It was crazy hot to listen to. Oh yeah, absolutely. They didn't know what was going on. I was just tying my shoes. Well, they were
0: busy. They had no idea what was going on outside. And we've been at a number of hotels and listened to the neighbors having sex, which is, has always been hot for me and has, since we've been in the lifestyle ended up with lots of fun friend adventures with neighbors at the hotel.
1: So if you have any walking with your partner down the street at the same time, you stop to listen and she smacks you on the head with her hat.
0: That's a bad sign.
1: That might be your sign.
0: You might just need to move on. (laughs) You'll need to be prepared for a lot of conversation. You will be having more conversations with your partner than you've ever had at any time in your life.
1: It's like wedding planning times 10.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the the beginning stages, there's a lot of discussing your insecurities, working through the reasons of why you're thinking about it, explaining that you're not, you know, you're not looking for a replacement wife. Right. It's more about I just find this exciting. It's mm-hmm. sexually stimulating for me, what do you think?
1: And sometimes you may not know the full depth of that insecurity. Maybe you know it as an apple, right? You, you you tell your spouse, you know, I think this is what it is. It's an apple. And it makes sense to you at the time. But maybe you do some journaling labor on because it's kind of bothering you. And all of right. a sudden you discover that there's some deeper things, maybe in your past from your upbringing, that... That really is the deep core truth of it all. Sure. And now you've got to share that rawness with your partner. Right. And you never had to. Why? Because it just really never came up. Want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime? We've been on three bliss cruises, and they were filled with daily sexy activities great conversations, evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today.
0: And, And that goes to... The, the concept in swinging that if you have any kinds of small micro fractures in your relationship, just little hairline cracks, the lifestyle will put pressure on your relationship. It will magnify those cracks and potentially break it. Now, it's also an opportunity to kind of bend it and heal from it and grow from it. Right but it's going to put additional stress on the relationship because you're going to be confronted with things that you've never had to deal with. Think about that first vacation you take with your spouse. Well, it's bigger than that. It's more impactful than that.
1: Right, and not just a relationship, but your personal journey individually, yes, right? So too. here you are cruising along in life. You're super happy with where you are. You're mid-40s say you know like the kids are gone you're like yeah i figured my my stuff out right right finally i'm not in my 20s i'm not all chaotic i got i got my ducks in a row i like who i am and all of a sudden stuff comes out of the woodwork and you're like what the heck is that right you have to be prepared for that it will make you a better richer more full, loving individual, Right, the things in your past will come out. Things you didn't know were there will come out. Yeah. And And you just have to be prepared for that journey.
0: One of the nice things is you and your partner can help work through those things. And so if it was stressful or it was challenging for you, you now have a partner to help you through it. So that's actually one of the really cool things about the the relationship growing through this process you're going to help each other and you're going to have those conversations which will strengthen not only the relationship but your own personal sense of self.
1: Right. And right now it's really great because there's so many websites, podcasts, sex educators, sex counselors that are that that are informed about ethical non-monogamy. Right that are there to support you and counsel you. So if you need that support, they're really there. And you can do it virtual for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really, really nice. Um, sex coaches, too.
0: Yeah. And we've talked to a few of them and had couples come in and talk about, we're thinking about engaging in ethical non-monogamy Help us through that process. We have questions. We're mm-hmm. trying to understand this, and they'll give you tools to have conversations about things. Yeah. So if you're if you've kind of gotten past that first initial shock and you you know you picked your jaw up off the table, and you go, hmm, this might be interesting, but I have questions. Yes. Engage with a, a counselor, or a coach, and they can help you work through some of those things.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have a third party walk you through. Oh, let's see. You will probably need to be prepared for spending more money. (laughs) Yes. On travel and new outfits and new shoes and... Nights out on the town. Nights out on the town.
0: Trips to other towns to go visit their (laughs) clubs and resorts and potentially new vacations in Mexico or in Costa Rica. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes, all of that yes, stuff.
1: It really starts to add up because every house party is sixty or eighty bucks, and you know every weekend getaway is at least five hundred, yeah, minimum. So I mean, and then if you're flying, then you know you know how that goes. Plus so,
0: potentially babysitters and oh, yes. all that kind right. of additional expense. It's not cheap. No,
1: it's a commitment, but it's worth it. And
0: it there's is. a lot of benefits to it. And just the ones that we've outlined here are amazing. And it's it's a fun hobby. Yes.
1: So like we mentioned before, it will test your relationship with the cracks, you know, those hairline cracks that Ed mentioned. So be prepared. It's going to test you. And it may challenge every single belief you have about a monogamous relationship. And you will start communicating in a different way. And you're going to feel more vulnerable. So be prepared for that. You will confront your fears and insecurities, which we talked about. And you will have your mental and emotional fortitude challenged. Yeah. And for me, I had a rough upbringing. And I even went to parochial school. Yes, I wore the socks and the plaid skirt and the white shirt.
0: She looks very good in them, too.
1: (laughs) Now I have an updated version. Um, Much sexier. So there was a lot of deprogramming that I needed to go through. And I thought I had that all covered in my 20s. Because in my 20s, I I really didn't party. I was all about unlearning and deprogramming from my past. So I thought my stuff was all buttoned up. And along comes you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and 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 our fun, you know, adventure into this lifestyle. And it 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 did bring up some challenges. And I was honestly, I was um I was angry about it because I liked who I was. I was happy with where I was at, and I didn't want to analyze some of that stuff. Right. And it forced me to analyze some of the stuff. Well, and you'd also
0: gotten to a point where you said, I finally got through all of that stuff and I've sorted out my business and then a whole new stack of business got stacked in front of you. Yeah, And so now you have different things. So you'd solved all of your problems to get to monogamous and then non-monogamy came in and threw you a whole different set of challenges.
1: It's like tax season came and went and then came right back a month later. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't fun. But I have growth and all kinds of opportunities that um, came from that growth. Um,
0: and our relationship definitely has grown stronger because of it. And I think our communication has, has been amazing. Yes. And it's taught us tools and given us opportunities to have conversations about sexuality that we probably never would have had.
1: Nope, never. And
0: made discoveries about sexuality that
1: I did not know. Yeah, never would have ever known.
0: So it's important to brace for the no. Yes. So we're painting a very rosy picture here where it all works out well, and 10 years later you're doing a podcast and (laughs) everything's fun. But... It doesn't always end this way. A lot of times your partner will say no. And Mm -hmm. we've gotten letters from listeners who said, how do I convince my wife to say yes? How do I convince my wife to become a swinger? And the long and short of it is, if she's not ready or he's not ready, it's not going to happen. And forcing it is, that's not going to be good just say that.
1: Right. Those are those gentle conversations uh, that you continue and delicately have with your partner. We 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 have a, a good set of friends that are on a very slow journey. He's very patient with her, and right, they they're just going at their pace, you know. And but also. You know, maybe you can have start having those conversations or have a negotiation to go talk with a sex therapist or a, you know, sex positive counselor where you, you want to, you know, kind of open that door. And it is a safe space to do that. Right. So,
0: and think a little bit about why they're saying no to some of this is empathy and kind of understanding their position. But also consider that there's a reason why they're saying it. There's a reason why they're concerned about your relationship going into this new chapter. They may have some really good reasons that you hadn't considered, or they may be aware of feelings that they have inside that they haven't expressed to you yet. So there's some reason why they're saying no, and you may need to do some introspection with them to figure that out.
1: hmm Yeah. Also remember, it's 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 not about replacing one another. It's not about fixing your relationship. It's a journey that you embark on together. It's really a wonderful experience. And if you can get to that place where you go past the partying and go past the sex, and you get to that place of compersion where you honestly, truly feel love and joy from seeing your partner experiencing pleasure, that is really the key. Like many things in life, if you're not ready to start this conversation, how will you have those harder conversations about kissing other people or watching your partner have sex with them? This conversation will be the start of many conversations and hopefully a deeper understanding between you and your partner.